0: I don't know where I'd be without him. You feel that way? Where would we be without the Lord and his ever seeing eye and his hand of protection that's upon us? Well, I'm thankful for each and every one of you that have joined with us today. If you could stand, I'd like to go into the reading of the word. If you have your Bibles, if you turn to the book of Acts, I'd like to read chapter two probably an unfamiliar portion of scripture nobody ever reads acts 2 that was a joke maybe a poorly one at that acts chapter 2 this is pentecost staple scriptures this is the bread and butter acts 2 verse 1 Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, that's the sound of them speaking in tongues in the rushing wind. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each of them was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, and they said, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phygia and Pamphylia in Egypt and the other parts of Libya belong to Cyrene and all the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them in each of our own tongue, the mighty works of God. And they were all amazed and perplexed, and they said one to another, what does this mean? And I hope to answer that question in the will of God before the end of this service, what does it mean? Dad, will you pray over the service? Amen, and you may be seated. I've titled this message, Holiday God. I think it's pretty fitting. Yesterday was the 4th of July. It's the Independence Day of America, the United States of America. It was our 244th birthday. The United States had a birthday, right? Yesterday was the birthday for the United States of America. It turned 244 years old. See, Independence Day commemorates the Declaration of Independence of the United States, and that was signed on July 4th in 1776. The Continental Congress declared that the 13 American colonies were no longer subject and subordinate to the monarchy of Britain, King George III. But now the United States of America was united, free, and independent states. And the Congress then voted to declare independence two days earlier on July 2nd. But after July 2nd, two days, July 4th, is when the declaration was made to all the citizens of the United States of America. John Adams, who would be our president He wrote on the second day of 1776. He said, this day will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, which shows games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forward evermore. Now his prediction was two days off. It was declared two days later. John Adams told this great country that this was going to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. This nation was founded with God in mind. This nation was founded with credit to God. This nation was founded by the hand of god it was the hand of god that broke this nation off from england it was the works of god that began to raise up a nation that would serve him that would come to know his name it was in the united states of america that the modern time revival that you live in was started It started in Topeka, Kansas, and then went to Azusa Street. And it grew from there what you know today. The modern-day apostles, the modern-day bishops, the modern-day Christians all began in our day in the United States of America. This was the plan of God because it went through the Renaissance Age and the Dark Ages where very few and very little people knew about baptism in Jesus' name and infilling of the Holy Ghost. But a revival has broke out in the modern world. And every day, I believe that there are souls that are added into the kingdom of God. In this very church, we have watched souls come to know and call on the name of the Lord. It happens all the time. the Daniel, you were speaking in tongues last Sunday. Just back there jibber-jabbering, having a time of your life. God is moving among people. And if the Lord tarries, sister Leanne and brother Brandon, your son will speak in tongues. Your son will be baptized in the name of Jesus. He will not be the first of your family, but he is falling in the lineage of your family. But none of that would have been possible if God wouldn't have formed the United States and began to put his name in this country and build a people that would go and evangelize the other continents and cultures and economies of this world. Say what you want about the United States of America, but it has been used of God to spread his name and his word and his doctrine throughout this world. It hasn't always done things right. It hasn't always done things that are proudful. But nevertheless, God has used the United States of America. And so we celebrated yesterday our independence from Britain. That we become our own sovereign nation. That we would have our own form of government. That we would have our own rights. That we would have our own independence. And it was a holiday yesterday. Did everybody have a good time? Half the congregation did, the other congregation. What did you do on the holiday? Have a bad time? I hope you didn't. I hope you had a good day. But do you know that holidays were celebrated within Israel? There were seven holidays that were appointed for Israel, seven holidays in a year. The first was called the Feast of the Passover, and they celebrated the deliverance from Egypt. They remembered when God had delivered them from Pharaoh and the slavery within Egypt. And so the Feast of Passover is they would celebrate their deliverance. We celebrate the 4th of July, they celebrate Passover. Both are holidays of deliverance. The second holiday that they celebrated was the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This is where they celebrated the pureness and their holy walk before God. And the third was the Feast of first fruits, And it was celebrated by, they were celebrating the springtime harvest, God providing them food. And then it was followed by the Feast of Weeks. This is Pentecost that we read. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, this is the Feast of Weeks that all the Jerusalem males, or all the Israel males would go into Jerusalem. This is where we're at they were celebrating the summer harvest. And then the Jews had the Feast of Trumpets. This was the celebration of the end of the year, God being so good to them throughout the year and the start of the new year. And so the rumor and the stories are that they would blow a trumpet in the fields in the fall. And when the sound of the trumpet went forth, those that were working the fields knew that the harvest was done. And so a feast of trumpets, they would celebrate everything God had given them in the previous year and all the things that were to come in the new year. And then they would celebrate the feast of atonement. This is what they call Yom Kippur, which is the most holiest of all the holidays for Judaism. And Yom Kippur is when they celebrate the atonement of sin, where God would atone for their sin, they would come together. And the last of the Jewish holidays was called the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. And this is where they would celebrate the conclusion of all the harvests. Because God would give them the ability to make little tents and booths out of leaves that would be a shade. And so they celebrated the provisions of God throughout the whole year that He protected them and gave them the equipment and the strength to glean and reap the harvest. Those were the seven harvests that the Jewish, or those were the seven holidays, the seven feasts that the nation of Israel would celebrate. Of those seven, three of them required that all males would travel to Jerusalem. They would pack their belongings. Their wives would make them a, a, a backpack meals, and they would set out. And no matter how far you lived. Every male that was able would travel into Jerusalem for three of those festivals. And that is the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Passover, and the Feast of Tabernacle. These are called the pilgrimage festivals, when they would make a pilgrimage down into Jerusalem. In Deuteronomy 16:16, 16, 16, and I'm taking some time, but I'm trying to teach you what's going on in their day and then relate it to what's going on in our day. So please try not to be bored, but bend your ear and listen. The Jewish culture was commanded in the Word of God in the book of Deuteronomy that three times a year they were to travel into Jerusalem. Why? Because they were not to forsake the assembling of themselves. They were to go in and to pay their tithes of the harvest. And they were to go in and worship at the temple. And they were going to lift praises. They were going in to give an account That they were still reliant on God to control their nation. Deuteronomy 16 16 says, Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. At the feast of unleavened bread, that's the Passover. At the feast of the weeks, that's Pentecost. And at the feast of booths, that's the feast of tabernacles. Kind of funny that they were required to go down for the tabernacle, Pentecost, and the Passover, as if all three have something to do together, that the deliverance and the forgiveness of God and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost happens in the tabernacle, happens in the house of God. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God, that within you is where forgiveness takes place, That within you is where the outpouring of the Holy Ghost takes place. That within you is where the deliverance of God takes place. He said, they shall not appear before the Lord empty handed. Deuteronomy 16, 17, the next verse says, but every male shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. And so these feasts that were required of them, they went into Jerusalem. And it was at this feast, Pentecost, the feast that they were celebrating all the harvests of God that our scripture that we opened with says, and when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were there celebrating the Feast of Weeks, celebrating Him for the harvest, All the the men that had traveled in, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost was happening during their holiday. During their holiday, God was pouring out and doing religious acts and spreading His will and spreading His name and spreading His purpose. On a holiday? Say it ain't so. On the day of Pentecost, on the Feast of Weeks, God poured out His Spirit. We're just like the nation of Israel to this day. We might not celebrate the Feast of Weeks. We might not celebrate the Feast of Tabernacle in those names. But we celebrate our holiday called Thanksgiving, in which this nation gets together with our families and our loved ones and our friends. And we celebrate the things that we are thankful for throughout the year. And we celebrate and we say, I'm thankful that God gave me a job that I could, I could provide for my wife and my children. I'm thankful for my family, that I have good people around me. I'm thankful for the blessings of God. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful for my bishop. I'm thankful for the elders. I'm thankful, God, for the healings. I'm thankful for the protection, Lord. I'm thankful for the word of God. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. I'm thankful for your grace, and your goodness, and your kindness, and your gentleness, and your love, and your mercy, and your peace. God, I'm thankful It's our holiday where we give thanks. We come together for the holiday of Christmas where we celebrate the birth of Christ, where we begin to worship God because the birth of Christ was the birth of salvation to all mankind. And we celebrate it, do we not? Do we not say Jesus is the reason for the season? that the birth of Christ is what allowed him to lay his life down on Calvary, which allowed the calling of God on my life, which called me to the water, which called me to the Spirit, which called me into the kingdom of God. Lord, I'm thankful that you came to this earth. Isn't it amazing the way he came? The holiday Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Christ. And then what I just talked about on July 4th, we celebrate our deliverance from the rule of Britain. It's not, you can can clap. It's politically correct. I am thankful that we do not submit to a king or a queen of earthly rule. There's only one king that's ever been. Listen, a man that, gets, that puts a crown on his head and we call king on earth, he is not king. Amen. Hear me, he's not the king. He's a pawn and a puppet. There is only one king and his name is Jesus Christ. And he is king of kings and lord of lords. The alpha, omega, the beginning and the end. These holidays that we celebrate, do you know, let's stop and think a minute, we say it's a holiday. Do you know what the etymology of holiday is? It means holy day. Somewhere along the line, the world changed it from being a celebration of holy things into holiday, being holy things, cheerful things, that we leave God out and we go have fun. Somewhere along the line, we've left God out of our holidays. We need as Americans, as citizens of the United States, as citizens of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, to begin to put holy back into the day. I don't know about you, but I showed up to touch God today. I showed up to hear from God today. Lord, I want you to bless me. Lord, I want you to minister to me. Lord, I want to receive a blessing from you. But Lord, before all of that, I want to say thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is the Lord our God who's triumphant in battle, who's mighty. That's all right, take your time and worship them a little bit. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we magnify you. I purposely used the word holiday when I referred to the Jewish feasts, but it was not a holiday for them, it was a holy day for them. All the seven feasts were religious in nature, centered around what God had done for them, centered around what God was going to do for them, centered around God being the center of their life and their universe. They said, on this holy day, we call it holiday, on this holy day, I'm gonna travel. It's gonna cost me my time. It's gonna cost me my money. It's gonna cost my inconvenience, but I'm going down to where God put his name. And I'm gonna worship the Lord in my giving, in my praise, in my adoration. They didn't call it holiday, they called it holy day. So I ask you, what did you do yesterday on the holy day of the 4th of July? I'm real quiet. John Adams said, this day ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. In God we trust. I said at the beginning of this, we left off at Acts 2.12. It said when all those men that were in Jerusalem on their holy day the feast of weeks they were celebrating the spring harvest they came in on their holy day they hear the tongues they hear the what rushing mighty wind and they say what does this mean what am i hearing what is taking place? I wrote down some thoughts that I had. This is the day. This is what we should answer people when they say, what does it mean that you're excited when you give God praise and you give God worship that He separated the United States from Britain? And I praise Him for it. And I thank Him for it. Why does it? Why do I do that? And what does it mean? It just meant... That I've had freedom of religion. That I've had freedom in the pulpit. That I've had freedom to teach my children. That government hasn't been able to tell me what to teach and what to preach in the Bible. They're telling churches in California right now that you can go to the house of the Lord, but you cannot sing. We are dangerously approaching the government telling us now that we cannot worship in singing, which is defiant of the scripture. We've held the line. They've asked what we cannot do and what we can do. But the scripture says that they praise God in song. now the government saying that you cannot lift your voice in song in the house of the Lord. They cannot go against and violate the scripture and the word of God. Oh, it gets quiet. Are we apostolic Pentecostals or are we lukewarm denominals? And they said, what does this mean? I wrote, this is the day that God has filled us with his spirit, his power to overcome, his power to be liberated, his power to be free. This is the day that we are no longer in slavery to sin, but have become more than conquerors through him which loved us. What does it mean that I hear this is the day that we no longer have to travel the countryside to worship God, but now we have God in us. If you don't cry out, the rocks will. This is the day when God is no longer a God to be worshiped only on holidays, but that every day would be holy to God. This is the day when God reverts back to holy God instead of holiday God. People only wanna come to church on holidays. He's a holiday God. He's a God of Christmas, a God of Easter, a God of 4th of July, a God of, 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 of Columbus Day. But is he your Sunday God? Is he your Wednesday God? Is he your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday God? Is he your holy God or your holiday God? Folks, God is trying to wake us up. He might be more than a holiday God, but he might be a weekend God to some. God wants to return to be in our holy God that will travel to the ends of the earth to find him, that will walk through hell, fire, and brimstone to be with him that will face every giant that comes against us in his name. And God, no matter how many times I gotta knock on that door, I'm gonna knock until it's open before me because I'm a child buried in the name. Every day of our life needs to be a holy day, not just Christmas and Easter. Every day needs to be a day that we worship Him for the harvest. Every day. Every day needs to be a holy day that we worship Him for His blessings and abundance. Every day of our life needs to be a day of thanksgiving to the Lord, that we give thanks for his resurrection power, that we give thanks for the blood on Calvary, that we give thanks for his amazing grace and his mercy that endures forever. Every day needs to be a Christmas in our life that we remember the birth of our Savior and what He did for us. And every day of our life needs to be like the 4th of July that we celebrate our deliverance from this world and its sin and its grasp and its damnation and its condemnation and its separation. That every day we say, God, this is a 4th of July with you. And I worship you for delivering me from the hand of Satan. He's trying to wake all of us up. He's trying to get all of our attention. Because our relationship with him cannot be based in religion. Hear me? It cannot be based in religion. It's got to be based on relationship. A relationship does not end when we dismiss for restaurants. Every day needs to be a holy day before God that I say, Lord, I give you thanks if the musicians would come. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I call your name in all reverence, in all adoration, God. Do I speak your name in faith? And I say, God, when I get to the next holiday on earth, when we celebrate the next Thanksgiving that's coming up, Thanksgiving's our next holiday. Halloween's not a holiday, people. I didn't forget it. I just recognized it for what it is. It's not a holy day. Our next holiday is Thanksgiving. But I wonder if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, if you're listening to this, watching this online, if the next time you're in church will be the week of Thanksgiving or if our next day of Thanksgiving will be tomorrow and say Lord I thank you for what you did in church yesterday I thank you for how you blessed my church family and my life I wonder if we'll say God I'm thankful that you filled sister so and so with the Holy Ghost I'm thankful you filled, brother, insert name with the Holy Ghost. Will we be saying that tomorrow? Where's the people of faith? Oh, come on, somebody. We've reached the interactive stage, me and you talking together. Tomorrow, when I climb out of my bed, I want to be able to say thank you, God, that another one was baptized in Jesus' name. I want to say thank you, God, that another one was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I want to say thank you, God, for another healing. There can't be only three feasts that we travel to the church of God for. It can't be we go to church on Christmas, we go to church on Thanksgiving, we go to the church on Easter. Our pilgrimage can't be three times a year. At minimum, it needs to be three times a day that we travel to the Lord and say, I worship you. Lord, I'm thankful for you. Lord, I serve you. Hit the of Moshana. too long we've been speaking to God using the term holiday we got to change we got to say Lord every day is holy to you every day I'm going to walk and serve you every day I'm going to call on your name every day I'm going to lift my voice and raise my hands and I'm going to say Lord you're so worthy holy 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 is the Lamb of God. Holy is this day to you, God. Holy is the Lord our God. Holy and wonderful in righteousness belong before your throne. Uh. Sister Jerry's already up here. She wants the Holy Ghost. God can fill her in the name of Jesus with His Spirit today. I wonder if we could get some ladies to come up and begin to pray. Which is Jerry. Is there anybody else that needs the gift of the Holy Ghost? If you need the Holy Ghost, I'd like you to come up front. If you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission and forgiveness of your sins, I'd like you to come up front. If you need to pray back through, you need to be refilled. You need to have a moment in God. I'm inviting you right now in the name of Jesus to begin to change your schedule from holiday to holy day. More like Tabernacle. He is not a holiday God. He is a holy God that wants to save our souls. Oh, come on, begin to step out of your pews, walk around this place. Begin to consecrate these aisles with your prayers and your worship. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, we glorify you. altars open these aisles are open come and worship the one true living God come and worship the holy God